Hi. Hi, Amy. How are you doing? Wonderful. I'm good. How are you? Okay. Fantastic. Great to see you. Um, I'm so looking forward to this. Good. Me too. Okay. So I'll tell you what's going to happen. It's, we're, we're live, but we're, okay. just, we're just rolling at the moment to, um, to wait till people come in because it takes okay. a little bit of a delay. So in the meantime, um, in the meantime, how are you? Yeah, let me just. In the meantime, um, I'll just tell you kind of what's going to happen. Okay. First of all, once people start coming in, there'll be a kind of an official start. Okay. And then I want to run, well, we can run as long as you really want, but at the end of the day, um, what I need is the good 20 minutes, all right, 19 minutes, because then it gets processed. But, you know, I'm not going to hold you back, and if you want to do something else, then that's fine with me. Okay. We will have uh, quite a few uh, people joining in, but I'll be taking out of this and trying to produce it um, 20 minutes worth. Okay. Right. What, of course, I want you to talk about yourself and, you know, you're a great teacher of mine and I don't know if you know that, um, even though I'm not one of your students, not been, but <laughs> you are in fact an amazing teacher of mine um, because you just show me every day how you um, put all this stuff into action. <laughs> and I Thank love you. it. And um, I've been following you for a long time. And uh, I follow all your LL updates and all your daily kind of challenges and struggles that you go through. I even know Slate really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, moving house and moving work and everything. And I'm, I, I feel like I really know you and uh, uh, I, I, I really look at you as one of my teachers. So I want you to bring that out tonight. I'm going to ask, if that's okay with you, I'm going to bring that out a little bit. Of course. Uh, because I, that's, for me, one of the most exciting bits about having you on this show. Okay. And then I want you to just to take us wherever you want to take us. Okay. All right. So um, I'm going to give it like one more minute and then uh, we're really going to get on our way. Is there anything that you want to ask me? I don't think so. I, I hope I don't disappoint. <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely not. Okay. You can hear me fine? I can. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you and I can see you fine. It's great. The light's good and everything. So um, I think we'll just get to it. Okay. All right. So that is, let me just see the time. So that's, uh, oh no, actually, I'll give it another couple of minutes because I said to everybody nine o'clock and I don't want to start early. And then, no, no, I thought I was late, but we're actually early. Uh, one more minute, two minutes more. We'll, we'll yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, great. Let me ask you, although everybody's listening, so just take that into consideration. <laughs> um, have you moved into your new house yet? Or is that still kind of in the middle? Still kind of in the middle. Um, we should hopefully, fingers crossed, be in by this time next week. Okay. Um, all that's left to do is cleaning, but there's a lot of cleaning to be done. Um, there was literally a, a hazmat team that had to be brought in 
Um, so the cleaning is not just like dusting and vacuuming things that I would normally do myself. Um, yeah. Professionals have to come in and clean it up. And that process has been started, but not completed. So, but all that kind of poisonous stuff is is finished. It is. Thank goodness, it is gone. What so. a nightmare! It was horrible. Absolutely I, I, I was, horrible. I was like going through that with you. I mean, obviously not the same as you, but I was thinking, oh my goodness, one thing after another. <laughs> it really, really was, really was. Oh, I don't know how you did it. Amazing, really amazing. Definitely okay. put my skills to the test. <laughs> Definitely did. And right, let's see if we can get something out of you tonight. It's um, nine o'clock and good evening, everybody. And welcome to Virtual Conference Live Talks with me, Dov Benyakov, Kurtzman. And I have a major treat for everybody tonight. I've got a wonderful guest, Amy Murrell. I'm not going to introduce you, Amy. I'm going to let you do that for yourself because... I couldn't do you justice, and I really want to um, for you just to give a few words about yourself. But beforehand, I want to tell everybody that you are, even though I've never been one of your official students, you are, for me, a great teacher. And I want everybody to know what that means. It's not just about the theory of act or doing some exercises or whatever. You, for me, live this every single day. Um, and I think it's really relevant to what we're going through now uh, with all this COVID-19 because you kind of live like this on a daily basis. I mean, um, you've published it, so it's not, uh, you know, hopefully I'm not infringing in your privacy, but you've you published it yourself and you have um, some sort of autoimmune disease. I'm not quite sure what it is but you kind of live in a scary world every single day. And, you know, we're kind of new to all this and there's a lot of fear out there and a lot of threat. And I couldn't think of a better person to come on here and teach us how you do it. So Amy Murrow, please, over okay. to you. <laughs> so I, I will definitely talk about um, what you are referring to and, and how I live my life every day. Um, but first, for the people who, who don't know me and don't know me from an ACT perspective, I'll give a little bit of my educational history yeah, first. Um, so I am a clinical psychologist. I got my PhD in clinical psychology in 2005 from the University of Mississippi under the mentorship of Kelly Wilson. Wow. I was, That's a wow right there. <laughs> I was actually Kelly's very first official student. Um, I say official because I know he was a great mentor to many people before he officially became a professor, but I was Kelly's first um, official student, the first one who completed a PhD dissertation under his mentorship. Um, and then I did an internship at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center before I took my first job as a professor, assistant professor at that time, at the University of North Texas, Clinton, Texas, and I was there until December, um, 
when my family moved to Memphis, Tennessee, which is actually my home, my original home. So you're a real um, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and um, we are living in my parents' house right now, um, wow. in the home where I grew up, because my house was filled with toxic fumes until this past week. <laughs> um, and hopefully I'll actually get to live in the house that we bought very soon. And, and Lainey, toxic fumes for you is not like toxic fumes for... For just anyone. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, it would be bad for anyone, but particularly bad for me um, because I have um, what's known in some worlds as um, the immune trifecta. Um, I have three um, genetic disorders um, and that all affect the way that the immune system functions. Uh, the one that causes me the most trouble is called systemic mastocytosis. Wow. And that means that my body has too many mast cells, which are the cells that produce all of the chemicals that your body makes when you have an allergic reaction. Wow. So my body basically acts as if I have severe allergic reactions, like the anaphylactic shock kinds of things. Right. To many, many disorders, I mean, to many, many triggers in the environment. And the thing is that they change all of the time too. Oh, so really? I- Wow. Yes. You, don't know, you don't know when it's going to be coming. You don't know when it's going to be coming. Wow. Um, so I do have a list of things that I know for sure that I'm allergic to because they're true allergies. But then I also can just have an anaphylactic shock response to anything and everything because of systemic mastocytosis. So how do you get through the day? How do you do this? Um, well, there, there are some precautions that I have to take um, that basically make me live like all of us are living right now right. with a lot of social isolation and social distancing um, and a lot of acceptance, a lot of mindfulness, a lot of diffusion, a lot of flexible valuing. Um, so I, yeah. I, I know that you've, as a professor, you've gone into lectures wearing a mask, right? Absolutely. Wow. Yes. So I think it's so relevant, your life and how you live it to all of us. Really, it's so relevant because, I mean, if we're talking about acceptance and commitment, you live this, this is a life and death situation for you. You actually yes. use this to stay alive. Is that right? I do. I, I mean, that's literally not an exaggeration, do. Right. It's not an exaggeration. Right. Yes, I literally do. Um, there is a very fine line for me that I'm constantly walking. I call it expanding and retracting my bubble um, of where I'm, I'm figuring out um, exactly how much I can um, do in terms of valued, committed action, getting outside doing things that are important to me, 
um, accepting the ambiguity. And I think there's a lot of fear of ambiguity going on in the world right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and then, you know, not doing things, staying inside um, and finding out other ways to um, do things that I value in ways that I never would have done before, which is also really happening a lot right now. There are people having karaoke parties online and doing things like, um, you know, um, watching movies with people in other countries. Yeah. Um, these are the kinds of things that I've been doing for over a decade. <laughs> wow. um, and I, I do think I have some things to say about it. Um, well, I've got no doubt that you do. Now, the people that I've been talking to over the last, you know, few weeks when this is all going on, there, there's, a, there's, like you said, ambiguity. There's, there's a lot of fear because of the fear of the unknown, whether it's yes. unknown because of the virus or unknown because what do we do? You know, the, the, the instructions that we're getting um, from our leaders sometimes are also ambiguous a little bit. Um, some countries are doing lockdowns, some countries are not doing lockdowns. There's a lot of people that seem to be dying very closely around us or getting infected. Very scary for a lot of people. Those who are locked down into their you know, home environments, boredom, what do we do? Um, how do we relate to our children? And I know that you're... Um, you specialize also in children and even I had the honor of um, helping you proofread your first children's book which uh, I love doing very much over the phone with you um, there's that going on there's the when they're going out to actually do shopping there's the fear of being infected um, mm -hmm. coming into contact with other people I mean this is a daily thing for you tell us how to do it well, I think, so for me, writing that first children's book, which was about self as context, um, is a big part of the diffusion of the fear of ambiguity. Um, one of the things that I did when this first, so these are genetic disorders that I have. I've always had them, um, but they got really bad about 11 years ago. I just became very symptomatic about 11 years ago. One of the things that I did um, was start really exploring um, art um, in various media, um, books, songs, sculptures that all had some expression of um, that even though you don't know the outcome, that there is this acknowledgement of that life constantly ebbs and flows. There's good and bad. There's day and night. Um, always. Um, that as bad as we feel in this moment, and we may not know the exact outcome, we do know that this is temporary. Right. Um, there, go ahead. No, I'm just, I just want, don't want to interrupt you too much, but I've noticed also, you know, following you on a daily basis for quite a long time now, you also have quite a spiritual side 
to your to your life yes absolutely and i have um i would describe myself as spiritual i would even describe myself as religious um but i don't think you have to prescribe to a certain religion to have a faith system um theological or not that can acknowledge that thoughts feelings situations change right and um, always last forever as you said right um and so i think that is tied to self as context um seasons change time changes um we are not our thoughts feelings bodies circumstances neither is the world right um and i think if um we look for acknowledgement of that in ourselves and each other um even if we're getting contradictory evidence um or I shouldn't say evidence, but messages, even if we're getting contradictory messages. Right. Um, if we look for that, which has been true from the beginning of time and will continue to be true, and we kind of put our hands over our hearts and say, I have everything I need. I am safe. I am whole. Um, I am bigger could, than could this. You do, could you do something experiential for us right now could can we do some sort of because a lot of people watching this now could we do something with you right now yeah um and i sure um i i think by the way and i'm not just trying to plug the book i swear i'm not but that <laughs> becca epps <laughs> book that was the <laughs> that was the very first one that i wrote that self is context book um that was part of how I deal with things like this, writing that book. Right, and so tell us the name of the book and where we can get it. It's I See Me More Than One Tree by Shawnee Scientific Press. Okay. Um, right. And I so what can we do experientially right now for everybody with you? I think um, either eyes closed or softly um, focused on some spot out in front of you if you're not comfortable closing your eyes and hand over heart um, simply repeating I am safe I am safe I am whole I am whole I have everything I need. I have everything I need. Go ahead and open your eyes. You know, Amy, that is, you know, I've been doing um, almost daily workshops online and uh, one of the things that I've been trying to get over and, and also for myself, but also for everybody that I'm um, serving is the fact that when you look around right now, right this very second, um, you do have everything you need. And 
you are safe because if you weren't safe right this minute, you wouldn't be watching this for a start. Right. Um, so, so it's acknowledging that just like you did, taking that space, taking that time and just that hand over heart is almost like a self hug as well. Especially, <laughs> especially in this time when we're not allowed to touch another human Exactly. Group. Well, and I think that's part of where it came from for me. Um, there were months where even if I touched myself, yeah. the pressure from my hand would give me horrific hives. Wow. So the thought of anyone else touching me was just not even possible. Um, and so honestly, that's where that came from. And that elicits oxytocin just like, you know, right. another so, yeah. Yeah. person touching you. So even touching your own heart here this right. is the this is the 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 oxytocin hormones that are going to give us that feeling of love if you like feeling of being right. held right feeling of safety yes that we all need just as human beings never mind going through a crisis like this exactly i think that's i think that's beautiful um what else can you teach us in the in the few minutes we've got left Gosh, there, I had several things sort of jotted down. Um, I think there are two things that I would still really like to say. Um, yeah. I think there are a lot of people who might be experiencing grief, especially people like the ones who are able to watch us right now, because wow. there's this story like, well, I am safe. I do have everything I need. What right do I have to grieve? Right. But there are a lot of people who are missing out on things that they normally would be experiencing that are really um, important to them. And they're just, they're angry or sad about missing them. And I think, um, first of all, it's important to know that it's okay to be angry or sad. Yeah. Um, even if you're not, you know, on a respirator in the hospital. Um, and then secondly, um, I think what I learned is that it's very easy once you get restricted um, from actual physical, like going outside to think that that means um, well, you have to be restricted completely in all ways. You can't do things that you care about, or um, it just becomes the case that you get restricted in terms of even your thoughts, your feelings, your intellectual curiosity becomes restricted. Um, and I've, I almost had to force myself um, to learn flexible ways of being flexible ways of valuing, flexible ways of thinking. Um, and some of it was as simple as just checking in with myself every day um, in compassionate ways like we just did. Um, some of it was things like um, forcing myself to take up space in a room because I literally become so constricted and restricted. Right. Um, and it, it felt like 
there was nothing left for me to do. And I think I see that some, like people are just doing a lot of nothing. Yeah. And it's sending uh, danger signals to their brain as well, isn't it? Sending yes. Yes. Right. Um, and so as much as, as much as I see people doing things like these online free exercise classes, um, which is fabulous and wonderful, by the way, and seeing like even famous artists um, giving away their art for free and like doing concerts for free online, which is incredible. I've also seen a lot of people um, melting into couches and yeah. not doing their work and complaining about how horrible it is to be at home with their families. And what would you say um, to these people? Um, I would say, again, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. Um, you have every right to feel whatever it is you feel. Um, and um, your, your biochemistry is literally changing, like you said, because your body is getting all these danger signals. Right. And what will happen is that you will shut down completely if you continue to allow this to happen. Um, so please find some ways to expand your behavioral repertoire. Find freedom in your life, freedom in your body, freedom in your mind, freedom with your emotions. And that will look different for everyone. Um, like for me, I made sure because I could see it happening that I did simple mindfulness exercises every day, even if it was as simple as take 10 seconds right now to listen to the smallest sound. Wow. Oh. Um, or, you know, the simple hand over heart thing for compassion, or like I said, take up as much space in the room as you can. And I would intentionally do crazy, wild dancing. Um, I mean, intentionally, like to make it look ridiculous. Just so I was like expanding my behavioral repertoire in terms of movement, physical movement. Right. Um, and I would do the same thing with like my intellect. Like I would write things that I knew were crap. Just so I would have something to shape up. Right. Um, and I would encourage people now to do stuff like that. Um, in all ways, intellect, physical movement, um, artistic um, expansion, because we, we need to have behavior to shape as opposed to nothing. Wow, that's a super, super powerful message. What you're saying, you're basically just saying go from that closed fetal position almost metaphorically and literally and and open up and make make yourself feel safe be safe open up yes be vulnerable but be yes. alive yes yes wow. i think that's so important and that's i mean that's how i've survived <laughs> the last 11 years and and you know sometimes i've made mistakes sometimes i've really hurt myself wow but you've taken that risk but i've taken that risk open up yes um yeah amy i'm gonna hold you back for one more minute and ask our audience if they have a question for you and see if I can ask you one or two questions from sure of course here. so if there's anybody watching at the moment who wants to ask Amy a question 
Um, I know there was somebody just wanted the name of your book again. So just say that clearly again while we're okay. waiting on any other questions coming through. Okay. That's I see me more than one tree. And it's published by Shawnee Scientific Press. Is it available on Amazon or any of these kind of bookstores? No, unfortunately not. Okay. So will you be able to send me a link for that after the show and I will um, put it in the notes? Sure, of course. Okay, that's wonderful. Um, so anyone got a question for Amy? Um, if not, we're going to... Uh, we're going to close down, but I'm just going to wait because there's sometimes a delay on um, on the Facebook Live. So we'll just leave it a second. And if not, then uh, we'll close. Hold on. Uh, uh, uh. All right. So one more minute just to see if anyone's got a question for Amy. Otherwise, we'll call it a night. Um, Amy, in the meantime, that's brilliant. And... <laughs> It really speaks. Oh, I've got a question for you. Okay. You know how you said even if you did something for 10 seconds or even if you just put, do that exercise, that hand over heart that you, you did for us. I, I mean, these are very brief, mindful exercises. So I, I for sure, I'm going to get people saying to me, well, how can 10 seconds make a difference? Well, I think um, sometimes when you're really, really scared, when you're really shut down, like when you're in that freeze sort of mode, um, you have to start somewhere. And so you shape up in teeny tiny movements and moments um, with the idea that there is hope <laughs> that you build on those later. I mean, most mornings, actually, since I was seven years old, I have meditated about 20 minutes since I was seven. Yeah. Um, and I will be 47 soon. Um, but there was a period of time where I was very, very uh, fortunate just to be alive. <laughs> and um, in that period of time, there wasn't much happening other than I was struggling to breathe, literally. And so if I got in 10 seconds or listen for, you know, five things, look for four things, yeah. Um, yeah. then I was doing great. Wow. Wow. And I think the same thing could be said right now when people, um, many people, and not all people, but many people are really anxious. Well, they are. And I'm getting someone who says, I really admire Amy, inspirational. I too have health problems with allergies and I've had to do something similar. Uh, Amy, you're a beautiful person inside and out. I, I'm really, really emotional about having you on. You've been incredibly, um, I don't know what the word is, loving to, to everybody. And I didn't expect any less, but to see it actually happen um, has been an experience worth keeping thank you so much thanks for having me on i appreciate it thank you very much amy and we'll be in touch don't forget to send me that um or the links to your books and the names of them 
in uh, by text and I'll put them in the notes. In the meantime, um, join us later with Ben Sedley from New Zealand. Oh. He's got some great, in a couple of hours, he's coming on. Um, I'll send you the link if you want. And um, I look forward to continue to follow you, continue to learn from you. And please, God, we'll meet up soon one day. And may you have a very uh, happy and kosher Pesach. Thank you. You too. All right. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. And see you in a couple of hours with Ben Sedley.